there. You're listening to Happy Hostess Podcast with Christy Lalonde. I'll be sharing episodes each week to help you entertain and welcome guests into your home without all the stress. There will be guest interviews with party planning and hospitality experts that share their secrets to becoming a confident hostess. So get comfortable as we find the joy in celebrating life's big and small moments. Hello, and welcome to the 43rd episode of the Happy Hostess Podcast. I hope you had a long, restful weekend for this Labor Day and that you got to enjoy your friends and family and just celebrate the holiday. But now it's Tuesday and it's time for us to get back to the work week. And today is an especially fun way for me to start that week because I have Lydia Menzies as my guest today. And if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you've heard me mention Lydia about 10,000 times. She is known as the ultimate hostess, but what you may not know is that she is also an incredible business mentor and someone that I admire personally and professionally. Lydia is an entertaining expert, and her mission is to make each celebration a unique experience for her guests. And Lydia teaches you how to do the same with her supper club, the party prep school, and her gorgeous blog. Lydia, I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you for coming. Well, thank you for such a warm welcome. That was amazing. And I appreciate you so much. Well, I know my listeners can't wait to hear all about you. So please tell us about yourself and a little bit about your background. Sure. I am Lydia Menzies and I live in Georgia. I live in a college town, small town, Georgia, with a lot of college life. And I grew up in Georgia, but I love to travel. And I think that has kind of informed a lot of the things that I do is just being able to always keep experiencing fun things outside of my normal realm. And I was a teacher originally. I started out as a second grade teacher and have just sort of continued to enjoy being in a teacher role, but in a different capacity with the supper club. And I enjoy all aspects of it and sort of just weave it all together to create like you were saying, experiences for other people. So did you grow up with your family entertaining a lot? You know, I did. My mom always, always entertained and not so much on these big grand scales. It was a lot more family oriented and our families got together a lot. Like my mom's side and my dad's side, we were always getting together And she focused a lot on how the food was served and what she made, and then also a beautiful presentation at the table. But she she's a perfectionist, and so she everything always had to be perfect. And so I just know now that I did not inherit her perfectionism to a T, like she did, which I think actually helps because I am a little more forgiving of things that go wrong or things that don't go as perfectly as you planned. And so I think that that actually helps me. But yes, I just, I I grew up with a mom who always made everything really memorable and beautiful. And it always tasted really good too. (laughs) Well, that sounds like a fun way to grow up for sure. My husband compares me to the Leave It to Beaver family. He says I grew up with Ward and June Cleaver. (laughs) Oh, well, that is a sweet thing to say. (laughs) 
Oh, goodness. <laughs> Pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> well, your parents must love to hear that because that's quite the compliment. It is. I'm I'm very grateful. I'm I'm amazed. I don't know how I got so lucky, but I'm very grateful. <laughs> well, what type of entertaining do you enjoy most now? Like, do you like smaller get-togethers or big parties? You know, I kind of enjoy all of it. I have realized that I, I don't mind a challenge and I don't mind changing it up. And so I really just enjoy all of it from a cocktail party with appetizers to a dinner party. Those are probably my favorite, just having a dinner party with friends and I, I can kind of create a formula for how to make that go smoothly and just repeat it. So that's probably one of my favorites, but I also I love a good theme so anything, I, I love entertaining with my kids, for my kids, inviting friends over for them and, you know, creating something fun. And so I just, I kind of don't have anything that I don't enjoy doing. I really enjoy it all. And I do like the change of mixing it up. And so I think that's part of my creative side is that it it never gets dull if I'm always doing something different. So, but yes, I do kind of go to, to a formula for each type of party, I guess, and which makes it easy. And you liking all the different types of entertaining, it actually helps because you've had so much experience, you can help others that way. Well, that's true. <laughs> I have definitely had a lot of experience with it from big events, you know, huge fundraising events like the American Heart Association. I used to help with those and then the, you know, the local women's groups and children's really large community children parties that we would host and, you know, all of that to just small family gatherings or small friendly gatherings, whichever. So yes, I do have I do have a pretty good experience with it and also as a teacher I used to host parties within my classroom for my kids and their parents and so I just I learned a lot and I I think the key is not being afraid to do it. I do remember being a little bit terrified the first time I invited like the dads to come in. I invited all the kids fathers to come in and cook pancakes with them and you know, things like that. So I, I, the moms were always a little easier, but when you have a room full of dads looking at you like, okay, what are we about to do? It can be a little, you know, you have to, you have to be prepared and you have to know what you're doing. So I think that those experiences just have helped me to be able to help others, as you said. That is brave. I would, <laughs> I would never, I like to think I'm kind of adventurous when it comes to entertaining, but I yeah. don't think I would have taken that one on. <laughs> well, it, it turned out to be one of the most fun things that I did, and I'm so glad I did it. And it, it's part of being in your 20s, and you're just invincible, and you're like, let's do it. And so I did it, and it turned out I had this amazing dad in my classroom that made uh, Mickey Mouse pancakes. You could tell he was like the Saturday chef in their in their home. So he just he set the tone and everybody then just took it from there and it became a thing every year in my classroom and it was just really fun. Well, that is just another example of you being adventurous and doing that. It really created such a memorable experience for the kids in your class and the dads and everyone. Yes, it was an icebreaker for sure. And it just, like I said, it set the tone and it it helped me relax and be able to go, okay, this is how we do it. Like, this is the fun way to make it 
something that's not scary. And you just have to have, yeah, you just have to go for it. Well, you certainly did. That is true. I want to make sure I get this question to you because one of the questions I'm asked the most on Instagram is about your supper club. (laughs) So please tell the listeners just kind of like what it is and what we do. Love to hear it from our fearless leader. (laughs) Well, thank you for asking that because I also get that question a lot. And in fact, I just had a friend who sent me this long message and she basically at the end of it was like, was said, can you just tell me what you do? (laughs) (laughs) And so, yes, I do get that question and I appreciate that, the, um, the chance to explain what it is. And I, I take it as a compliment because it is something that's different and unique and it's not easy to explain when it, um, but I know that I want to get better at explaining it so that people can enjoy it with us. So the supper club is basically a community of people who obviously enjoy entertaining and hospitality. That's the root of it. And it just goes so much further than that because within the supper club, we do activities that are sort of tailored to each person's individual needs. So if we have members who are there strictly for the entertaining side of it and the the fun of it, the networking and all of that, and just becoming friends and and growing your entertaining abilities, then we we have that aspect. And it's really fed through the prep school, the party prep school, which is where I do videos, obviously just recorded videos and teach the basics of table setting and then continue from the basics into other ideas that are maybe more creative or things that you might not have thought of. And so those videos are at, are accessible on our website and they're available for the supper club members. And that um, I also loop in supper club members who have ideas or things they would like to share. So that becomes like this vault of or a library of recordings that you can go and look at anytime. And then within the supper club, we meet monthly. Um, sometimes it's twice a month. Sometimes it's more often. Sometimes it's once a month. We just have a schedule of events that we do and it just grows the community. It helps everybody come together. And then there's this whole business as- aspect of it. So the business side of it. It, it sort of evolved because obviously when it started, it was for reasons we all know, we couldn't really get together in person. But my goal was that we could ultimately gather in person and learn from each other. And that's what these soirees are. So we have the groups that get together and they're called soirees. And so the Supper Club has the opportunity to have these experiences sort of tailored to what they would like to do to improve their business. And I take like whoever is there, I work within what their business is and try to weave in what works for them to gain something out of it, whether it's photography or, you know, product um, placements in magazines. So we've done photo shoots with entertain and celebrate and we just do a lot of it's it's so layered that that's where it's hard to explain what it is but it's a community that is broken down into friendships 
business, fun. And we have... It's just a great... I keep it small so that we can get to know each other. I have so many ideas coming up and I have a calendar coming out very soon. And it will give you an idea more about what's coming up for the for the year. I try to keep the supper club around 80 people right now. And I think I'm going to open it up soon and possibly let it get to 100 people. So I'm going to open up some new spaces. And I've figured out the way to organize the activities and all of that more as we go along. And so that helps me grow it. And I just, I didn't want to grow it and make it this huge thing where I couldn't really interact with people one-on-one. And so I have kept it small. And that is my intention is that we, is that we have these groups that can still learn from each other without it becoming so large that we get lost in it. And if you, and if anyone ever like felt lost in it, all you have to do is show up to a zoom call and you're going to realize that it's a really warm and welcoming community. You, I think because of your personality, you are so warm and inviting and beyond generous with your time and love and attention on all the members that you have attracted people very similar to you because I have never been in a group of women and, and some men that <laughs> are that are just truly above and beyond wanting to help other people and to lift them up. It is just an amazing, amazing community. And I thank you so much for it because it creates so much joy in my life. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm, and I have to say, you know, it's people, it is people like you that make it that way. And it does attract people who are genuinely kind, who really do want to help others. They may be there for themselves as far as like a business side of it, but they have a giving heart and and they're open to like working together with, with people. And I think that is what is like that common bond that keeps it really fun. It's just, it's just, it's, it's really hard to express, to be honest. <laughs> it is. And that's why I was so excited about having you on here <laughs> because I know that you'd be able to do that better than anybody. For sure. Well, I feel like I'm still like, I need to learn to simplify the exactly what it is, but I think in my head, like I know what's upcoming. And so that's where I'm, I'm a little hesitant to put it out there because I haven't told my supper club yet. Okay. But great things that are getting formulated that will just continue because like what we've done with our soirees is I have put them together so that some are business and some are really just for fun, but they always are beneficial to people who are in business. And so that's why people ask me like, is it business or is it fun? And I really, I I really do encourage people to look at it from both angles if you really want to come in and just learn about creative tabletops and hosting and all of that, then I have created the prep school and it's called the party prep school. And that is where you can just watch the videos that are also available to the supper club, but you can watch those at your own pace, do it when you want, go back and rewatch if there was something you wanted to do. We have like an incredible baker in there that teaches how to do dessert dessert, um, like cake decorating. We have coming upcoming, we have a cookie decorator that teaches you some skills that are meant to be entry-level skills. They're not meant to be something that 
you will feel too intimidated to try. And so that is sort of the, and I would say that's like the prep school is more of like an entry level where you can just do the basics and people who really want to focus on the hospitality and the creative side without that whole community aspect and getting together with everyone and, and getting, you know, maybe the time isn't there for that yet. And so that's a great place to start is with the prep school. And then if you really do want that full on experience where you're going to, you know, when you sign up for a soiree, I immediately go into action of how can I incorporate that person, whether it's for fun or for business, how can I incorporate that person into this um, experience and create the experience so that they are um, getting the most out of it. And the only the right now, only the supper club members are are part of the soirees and they're invited to come. People will say, can I come if I'm not a member and all of that? And and really, no, it's not open to everyone. It's open to the members of the supper club. And, and that's intentional so that we can get to know each other and really work together. And then I take all of those experiences and continue to grow it in the direction that really helps the, the members the most. And I try, I love feedback. I love hearing what they enjoy. And like, I just sent out a survey after the Birmingham and I got like, you especially gave us such detailed feedback that was so helpful. And so then I'll take that and shape the next version. And my hope is to include as many opportunities as I can. And it doesn't have to be, um, some will be like, I, like I said earlier, some will be more heavily geared toward opportunities in your business and some will be geared toward really just having fun. So we have a holiday soiree coming up in October and it will be geared toward a Christmas theme or any sort of um, holiday that you celebrate in December, whatever, you know, whatever your holiday is, you can use this as an opportunity to create something fun and we'll team up with Parker Kennedy living and have dinner at their house. And we're going to be in Athens, Georgia during the day for lunch. And we'll create topiaries that Lance is so well known for. And so it just, we really, it's just so interwoven with the people that are there. I try to utilize their, like for instance, Julie McAllister, she taught a cake decorating class in Birmingham because that's, that's where she really shines. She's great at teaching. She obviously knows her stuff in the kitchen, but then she can create an experience for all of our members to share her strengths. And then we get to learn from it. So it's just this constant weaving of um, activities and experiences to create like a really fun opportunity for people to grow, whether it's creatively or whether it's in business. You've mentioned a couple here, but the talent that you have attracted is just Mm -hmm. amazing. Like Julie McAllister is one of the most talented people I've met. She, Those cakes are beyond anything I can imagine. They're just amazing. And of course, Lance and, and David create the most beautiful, beautiful things. And they're so generous to show us how to do it as well. Yes. And I, I think I, I think that's part of what I really want wanted to create is giving other people a platform to do what they do best and then being able to let them sort of share it 
as well as grow their own. You know, every time Julie gets up in front of us, she's developing these skills that, you know, are going to help her. And the same with anyone who hops up in front and does something. And and I do have that, like, let's go for it kind of mentality because, you know, like we recently were, when we were in Birmingham, we did some things that were definitely outside of comfort zone, you know, being able to spend a lot of time among the the leaders of Hoffman Media and get to know them better. And, and that takes courage to get up in front of them and talk and share your, your business. And so I'm always looking for ways to kind of offer that ability, that opportunity really to wade a little further in, but also feel supported while you're out there. Like you're not just jumping off the cliff, but you're just kind of getting, you're, you're getting your feet wet and get, gaining confidence and also realizing the benefits of of being having a group that has that, that wants to support you and that you have this kindness that's there we're not here to like compete with each other we're here to weave it together and show how you can create together and continue to make each other push forward in whatever it is whether it's your creativity or whether it's your business the goal is that everyone progresses and so that is, I think, the key to it that is hard to explain. It it really is because there's so many layers mm-hmm. of all of that. that We could be here for two days probably talking about the different experiences that members have had together. Like for me, one of the most fun benefits has been collaborating with other members, you know, from having them as guests, of course, on the podcast, but also just getting to know them better because we're working on something together and we're both helping each other get more exposure. And it's it's just a unique, it's a unique experience. And there's so many, you know, it's not a huge group. If you think about a, some professional organizations, even though I know this is not purely professional, but there's just such a wide variety of talented people to work with. It's just, it's just a very, very entertaining and uplifting. Good for your business all at the same time. Good for your soul. Good for your business. Good for your soul. I I agree. And, and I always say that our group has depth. And I don't know that others understand exactly what that means, but, but it's just what you were saying. There's so much talent within the Supper Club. And so some people are like, oh, I, I don't think I could contribute, but I promise <laughs> it's not the intimidating type of talent. It's the kind that helps it, it, it rubs off on you, you know, like you, that's what it's meant to be. It's a place that you can go, you can learn and you don't have to feel embarrassed or whatever. If you do something differently than the other person, or if you have, you know, you know, never experienced something and you're learning it for the first time, you're, you're, you're going to be feel comfortable to do it. And to hopefully when you walk in the room, you know that you're welcome and you know that you are meant to be there. And I don't know of another group that would be great at that other than a hospitality group. So I think it's, you know, it, it, again, it just kind of cycles back to what it is. It's, it's a group based on hospitality and entertaining and welcoming people. And so that's what the vibe is. And it continues to weave that through no matter what we're doing. So I I think people are meant to be shared. I think their creative talents are meant to be shared. I think they're meant to be developed. 
And I know that there's so many creative people out there who they they know they they see things that are done and they think, oh, I've been doing that for years, or, or, or I could do that, or I would like to try that. And this gives them a place to know that you can do it, and it's 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 encouraged and it's celebrated for lack of you know a better word, but it is celebrated because I just I think that creativity is a gift that everybody has. But sometimes you just need a place that you can feel like you can explore it a little bit more. And hopefully that's what the Supper Club provides. It does. And I will say it has benefited my business so much, but I do feel like the members that don't have a a business, they probably enjoy it even more than we do because... (laughs) They're never working or, <laughs> you know, even working in their mind in the background at our events. They're just enjoying it and learning and they're and getting right. to get to know everyone. Uh, it's interesting. It's so fun to watch some of the members that don't have a business. They You can just see the joy on their face just as much as everyone else. Yes. I wish I... I wish I could just like read all of the messages that I received from everybody after that, after the latest one and the soiree in Birmingham, just being able to be on the other side of a media campaign, you know, that's like such a business word, but to to know that we created something that will be a table setting and it's going to have a spread in the summer edition of 2024 well, we say summer, it could be spring, but anyway, in 2024, it will come out. But so many people said, we've never seen what it's like to do that and just the experience. And they appreciate what goes into it so much more now. And then they learned so much and you just, it's just an opportunity to do something that maybe you've not done before. And the other experiences we have done this year so far have been Nantucket. I took a, took a, hosted a group of, there were 10 of us that did a Nantucket uh, soiree. And that for me was just amazing. And it's, they're always different. And I think that is why people have always have that question of like, what is it? Because every time they see one, it's done differently. And that is on purpose because (laughs) everybody who comes, it's different. So every, so everything is different. It's like, if you, it's not a just rinse and repeat type of activity. It's, it's, it's truly catered to the people that, that come, that decide to come to the events. And so I had the best time doing that. And and it was such a mix of people who were there for business and wanted to create content and, do different product things on Nantucket. And they they were excited to be able to have sort of these opportunities created for them and waiting for them to happen. And because they didn't know, they'd never been, they didn't know what to do or where to start. And so um, I was able to generate those experiences for them so that they could create um, opportunities that they might not have done before. And then I had people who just wanted to come to Nantucket and enjoy all the things. And they had this whirlwind you know, excursion and had the best time. So it was incredible. And like, for instance, we have a lady in our group named Beth Sheeler and she owns Broadlawn Farm. And she is such an incredible lady. And uh, I mean, the things that are, that she's creating and doing within her business, no one would even realize it. And then she was able to put together this amazing brunch for our group and show and share about her farm and tell what she's doing. And 
I mean, it was just an incredible experience that everybody went away with feeling just, I don't know, really just catered to. And just, it was such a neat time to be together. And then we had these fun experiences of going out on the boats together. And then we had these amazing Kate Lee, who has the clothing company. We did a a photo shoot session with her to celebrate her new upcoming resort wear line. And so you just never know. You're going to end up <laughs> in someone's, you know, photo shoot, or maybe you're just going to end up eating lobster rolls that are divine that you have <laughs> always dreamed of doing on Nantucket. So it's just everything is created for the people that are there. Well, that sounds divine. I so I had serious FOMO watching you all. I wasn't able to go and I hope that you plan to do that again next year. I'm hoping because I would love to go. I am hoping so too. It is on the calendar. So um, yes, we're. it's going to all come out soon. The calendar will, but I'm just making sure that, you know, I, I it's uh, it's really hard to plan on Nantucket. It's, a, it's such a unique place. And so I have to do it way in advance. And so I, I do like to keep it small like it was. And so I'm hoping that I'll be able to do maybe more than one and, and do like small groups of eight or 10 more than one time. Oh, that does sound fun for sure. Now, just to give everyone an overview in case they kind of lost count of the soirees. So for this year, you've had three scheduled. You had the one in Nantucket during June and Birmingham was at the beginning of August with Mm -hmm. that was with Hoffman Media. And then you have the the holiday one coming up at the end of October. Right. And then what I also try to do is if there is an opportunity throughout the year, for instance, several of our members I have gotten to know through the Southern Sea. And so if we are all at the Southern Sea, then it only makes sense to try to get together and see each other. So we would get together and we've had the past two years, we've done a dinner. We've just had dinner together and just you know, there's nothing official planned. It's just a, hey, let's all meet up on, you know, Tuesday night and have dinner together or whatever. So right. that's been really fun and just a good way to to get to know each other better. And then I did the same thing in Newport when several of us were at the New England Coastal and it it's now called Bloom. And that is so, I love being up in Newport also. And so I created after the event, I had uh, like a little after um, supper club, little after party at a gallery, at an art gallery, an art gallery there. Um, And again, it just provided an opportunity for us to do something fun together. And this one was more creative. I did like a a photo shoot one year with them, with Rebecca Love, my photographer that I just adore on Nantucket. And then she came, she came over to Newport from Nantucket. And then this past year, we just were hosted by Jessica Hagen, her fine art gallery. And so it's just whatever, you know, whatever happened, whatever I can create that year for each person to enjoy. It's just an optional kind of fun thing. It's not something that is, like I said, super or super planned out. It's just a, hey, we're all here together. Let's, let's do something fun. Right. And anytime there is a convenient way for us to get together, we always try to do it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Kentucky, like the the group that 
so you ladies in Kentucky decided to get together because of a um, collaboration that that Mary Alice and Susan Brown were doing. And so that just sort of morphed into the most amazing opportunity to be together. And I mean, I can't say enough about how much fun that was. <laughs> it was fun. It was sure. so fun. And Christy would never tell tell the listeners, but I'll tell you, like Christy whipped up a, the most amazing brunch meal. And so it was beautiful. It was in a great location and the food was so good. Everybody wanted all the recipes afterward. And then Susan's husband came and took photos and they did their collaboration photos. And it just was a really cool experience. Well, that is so nice of you to say, but it was a wonderful experience. And it was, it was, that is just one of the examples of the experiences we've got to have because of the Supper Club. Yeah. You know, I've got to meet Mary Alice at last year in Birmingham. And well, actually, we met a little bit before that. We met over Zoom prior to that. But in person, I got to meet her there. And then I was able to get to know her better when we actually got together outside of the soiree. And it really, it just, it's a wonderful way to, to deepen friendships. Yeah, it does. It deepens friendships. It facilitates, you know, connections that you may not otherwise ever realize that you could have had, you know, and I think it's funny because I hear people say a lot of times, my friends that I, you know, in, in real life, in my hometown, they don't really, they don't really get me like <laughs> those of you do here at the supper club. And it's true. It's, just, it's because it's, you know, the, like the, the shared experiences and the interests that we have. And so then you just get to continue enjoying it with someone who appreciates it and loves it too. That That is definitely true because most people cannot relate to collaborations and Instagram and mm-hmm. that, that sort of thing. Right. Yep. And we do, people often ask me, is it an etiquette course? You know, do you do etiquette and all of that? And we do talk a little bit about, you know, etiquette, I guess, but for the most part, it's more geared on like the soirees are more geared toward being productive for either learning something new or creating something for your business. So I think that sometimes people think it's an etiquette class and all of that, but it's really not meant to be that. So we, you know, we, we take the photos at, you know, at at the table sometimes and things like that, because it's more of a, of a business lunch because it's meant to be the photographs that you can use for later. So, so we sometimes uh, people get confused about that. But yes, I am all for being productive. Why don't you actually, because I know that this is going to create more questions about the soiree, I, I feel like. Why don't you kind of go over what we did in Birmingham, kind of like from briefly from start to finish so that people can get an idea of what what it really was like? Because we've said it was wonderful, but like it was an amazing experience. And I want the listeners to know what we actually did. Well, thank you. So, so we started out, first of all, we teamed up with Entertain and Celebrate Magazine from Hoffman Media. And we were able to come in and just literally make ourselves at home. And they opened up their offices in Birmingham, Alabama to us. And we were able to come in and create these tablescapes that we wanted to do for the magazine that we were sharing that we were that we were creating and then we were able to work with their 
photographers all the, the entire time. Sweet John was there the entire time. Mm-hmm. And um, we were able to watch how they how they do the editorial side of it, what goes into the placement and understanding that photography, the table, the table settings for photography are very different from table settings for you know, an actual party because things are going to be moved around in places that, that you wouldn't necessarily put them if it were real life. And then, so we, so we had a chance to bring our own things in and just co- collaborate and, and work together in groups. And so that way people met ahead of time via Zoom and sort of talked it out. But this year, we I, I kind of let it be sort of on the fly a little bit more because I knew, I, I think I just had confidence that in everyone. I knew that it was going to be really beautiful no matter <laughs> no matter how much time you put into it, whether it was a lot or a, or a smaller amount. So, so we did that. And then we also... We were, we had, we baked biscuits with Brian Hart Hoffman, and that was such a fun activity to get to do. We did cake baking or cake decorating. The Hoffman team baked all of the cakes for us, and we were able to go into their kitchens. And they have these amazing, this facility that has 24 ovens, and we all had our own little kitchen areas that we could work in. So there were like two people per per area. We did flower arranging and we also did, we had a cocktail party with the editors and had a chance to meet them. And so that was a really cool part of it that I was really proud of to get to just make those connections able to happen. So that was, that was something that I really enjoyed doing, but yeah, it was, it was nonstop fun. (laughs) It was nonstop for sure. It was all fun, but I was wiped out (laughs) afterwards. It took me a solid week to just like come up for air, I think. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure (laughs) for you. Exactly. I mean, having to plan all that, I, it is admirable to be able to create such an amazing experience, but the way you personalize it so that everyone um, can get the most out of it, I know takes so much more time, uh, <laughs> but it makes it so much more fun. And let's not forget our, the champagne cart bubbles, the champagne cart. Uh, yes, of course. We had that intro. We had the beginning, the very, very first welcoming part was Lee Bogle of the Southern Sideboard. She also has a champagne cart, which she has aptly named Bubbles. And so Bubbles was our our greeter. And we started the party with Bubbles and the champagne and had like Libby Britt, who is starting a new um, tailgate tabletop company. And it is just something that I'm so excited about. She shared some of the very first sneak peeks of what's upcoming with her business. And we were able to use her tablecloths that she created just for it. So that is, you know, everybody did sort of have a, hopefully have a place to shine at some point if they wanted. You're never pressured, (laughs) but it is just that built-in opportunity for everybody to see what each other does. And we had Hen House Linens. They really... Adrian Hill, she brought in an, an amazing assortment of linens that we could use to showcase either at our lunches that we actually had in real life. She she also gifted everybody a, a little hand towel and then, of course, hopefully made connections to work with those magazines in the future. So it, it's just, it, there's it's so there was so much that was going on at once that sometimes it's hard to put it in a nutshell, but 
hopefully everybody had a chance to really shine. Um, and gains with um, what yeah. they brought. They're oh. beautiful, beautiful dishware, glassware. Just amazing that they brought that so that we could use it for props. I know. I, I mean, Gaines Jewelers, they're in Lakeland, Florida. And it, for the past two years, they have driven up the majority of the China crystal, all the accessories that we have used in our shoots. And, you know, they, it's like the whole store unloads in our um, prop room kind of thing. And it's amazing. I mean, it's gorgeous. And they are always fabulous to work with. Um, I get all of my, I, I order everything from all of the plates and all of the, they they do napkins, they do everything that you could ever want. So, you know, it's a jewelry store, so they have all their fine jewelry, but then they also have all of the China, crystal, silver, you know, placemats, place, what is it? Tablecloths, everything. They have Baccarat, they have everything from super fancy to outdoor picnic or outdoor beachy things that you would see in Florida. It's it's it has everything. Now they have baby items that Gina has a lot of grandchildren and so all the baby items are just top notch. So everything they do is always just done perfectly and even the way they wrap their gifts. So yes, they are someone that, that has been a constant thread throughout the supper club for us every ever since its very beginning. Can't really just can't say enough about Gaines Jewelers because I don't know they are just amazing and they send things out, they get things to us. They're just incredible. I always um, I, I'm and I love their history. So I could go on and on forever about all. Like you could ask me about every single one of our supper club members, and I could just give you an entire um, episode on each one. <laughs> They're all so wonderful. They are. <laughs> well, I better just ask, I'm dying to know, what was your favorite part of the soiree in Birmingham? <laughs> you know, my favorite part is just, and this, I know it sounds corny, but it's so true. It's just watching, watching the people that I, everybody show up, come together, meet, hug, introduce themselves. That to me is always, it's it's a little bit it feels surreal because we've been together on Zoom calls and they're coming from all over the country. We have people literally from California to you know Wisconsin to Massachusetts, you know down south, Texas. We have obviously the southeast. I mean, they're coming from all over and it still blows my mind to see everybody together and that and that kind of what we've created. I mean, we as a whole have really put in this, put into place this, this like machine almost of friendship and fun. And and like we said, you know, networking and it just fosters a lot of goodness. And that is fun to watch happen. It's fun to watch come to life. When we first started, obviously we couldn't do any in-person events. And so it was fun and it was, really, you know, funny to kind of watch it all come together via Zoom. It's pretty hard to do a lot of creative stuff over Zoom. And then to be able to actually watch it become a real thing is just, it's kind of hard to explain. So it's a little bit surreal. Like it's a little bit outside of my, like, I feel like I'm looking down on something that it was in my head and now it's actually there in person. So that to me is it's just incredible. Like every time I'm together with a group, I have that same feeling and it's just a neat feeling. So that's my favorite 
really that is my favorite part. And then if you like specifically what my favorite part was, it, it was every, I mean, all of it. Like I, <laughs> it, I, it's just funny because like as a creative person, you see these things in your head and then it comes to life. And like one of my absolute favorite things was getting to watch you guys meet all of the the editors that to me was huge and in my book like that was that was at the top of my list to be able to facilitate some of that um but then also we had lunch from caroline's cakes and just working together with libby Britt to from cape cottage company she's the one that's doing the tablecloths like to know that we were talking about how the tablecloths would look with the red and white gingham and the pink trim and then to watch those suddenly go on the tables and then the the silver trays that you know everything kind of started coming together that was really fun to me and um, Caroline's cake sent all of our lunch everybody's lunch it was they sent us such a great meal and just to know that we trusted all of that to come together without you know like there was no pre pre-trial run or anything like we didn't do anything ahead of time and it just everybody in the back at Hoffman, they put it together and we walked up from our champagne cart and there it was. And I was afraid to use the flowers. That's the only thing I would do differently. I was afraid to use the flowers. I had planned to put flowers on each table, like a in a circle going around um, to make it look more like a garden picnic because because that was the theme. But then I was afraid that if I used all of the flowers, there wouldn't be any they wouldn't be in the right, like they might be cut too short or too long, you know, something too short really to use when we were going to do our flower arranging. So that's the only thing that I would have done differently, but just walking up and seeing that come together, that was really, really fun because that was something, like I said, you, you can practice that. Like it just had to show up and happen. So all the, the planning um, ahead of time and, you know, khakis pies, we had talked about how we were going to display that for weeks and months and we had talked about with Susan from Southern Bungalow Company we had talked about how to display her candles and so it's just really cool after all the planning to watch it come together and just know that it happened that we could trust each other that it was going to everybody showed up and did their thing and it just was it was amazing so for me just all of it coming together after it's in your head that to me is it is really incredible to watch. I was like picturing the table in detail because I was thinking, I didn't even notice there weren't flowers on the table. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you know, we had the flower cookies, which was my, that was the cheerful baker, Lauren Jacobs. She made the basket, the cookies, they were, they were baskets with flowers in them. And then I put them on these little um, easels. And so that kind of gave like a flower, you know, that that was part of the flower um, feel to it too. And they were so fun. And and really that helped show off the details of the people that put it all together a little more, not to have all of the flowers on the table, but, but yes. So that was just like Lauren's cookies were the flowers. <laughs> and that's why you didn't notice because they were just so beautiful. And they, she put like everybody's initial on the on the basket ribbon. So yeah, lots of details went into that. And that was really, really fun to watch everybody. Well, you are the expert when it comes to details and they really do. You're amazing at creating an experience for us and your guests to remember. Is that the sort of thing that you learn in the party prep school? Yes. You know what? It's more of of a glimpse inside of how I create 
my in my thought pattern because people always say how like how do you how do you think of that what what makes you put that together and so I kind of break it down and show how I create the tables and then of course I add in like Jerry Jerry Lynn Clifford from the Texas Hill Country Bon Vivant she is an incredible chef and so for summer she cooked this one dish meal that was really it was it's easy but it's so good and um so we you know I add that in so I like to highlight the the members like I said that have their strengths and put them in there so you're going to get a variety of things you're going to get the table settings and all of that but you're also going to get some recipes here and there you're going to get some etiquette tips or things that my mom taught me that she made me do that I laughed (laughs) or I thought were irritating. And now I find myself doing them and I realize I'm really glad that she taught me that. So just things like that. It's, it's definitely a peek more at my thought process and then the, the strengths of the, of the group as well. Well, I like to ask all of my guests and I definitely want to ask you, what does hospitality really mean to you? (laughs) You know, Hospitality to me, honestly, it's a warmth that you feel when, when you, whether you're coming to someone's house or you're walking into any room, anything, anywhere you go, like, you know, if it's an, if it's a hospitable environment or not. And I honestly think that the root of it, I think that people who are hospitable have the ability to be less judgmental. And because I've thought about it a lot because I really... I know that that it just it it comes naturally to me and I realize that it's because I don't really like look at people in the same way in a, in a very I think we've learned or conditioned ourselves to to judge people in ways that maybe we were never meant to. I think judgment is a great thing to have for knowing like how to keep yourself safe and you know it's a, it's an important part of being being a person but I think that somewhere along the way, it became like what they have on or what dishes they used or, you know, what they served. And that's not it at all. So I think when you just kind of take it back down to the to the root of someone invited you over or someone invited you to do something and to be grateful for whatever they did. One thing that always bothers me is people will say, oh, no, I don't want you to come to my party because I know that I can't do it like you did or you'll have better ideas or whatever. And and that's just not, that's not how I am. I, I don't look at it that way. But I know that that's often the feeling people um, get. It's like a lack of, you know, lack of confidence that they're not going to do it as well as someone else. And if you can erase that, if that, that if I could erase that out of everybody, I'd be so happy. <laughs> yes, that's why I'm here. <laughs> it's, it's the, it's, yes, and it's so good. It's such a good thing to to help kind of break that down because, you know, let's just like get rid of that judgment of, or those feelings of insecurity that uh, someone has that makes them feel like they're not doing something right. But anytime you're inviting someone over, I mean, that in itself is such a gracious thing to do. And I think as long as you greet them and make them feel welcome in a way that is just a natural thing, if you're going to have people over, just you know, meet them at the door, welcome them in. And even if you're serving pizza, I mean, you can order pizza and serve them, you know, soft drinks and beer, wine, whatever. And I mean, it's just as much fun as if you set an an elaborate table. So the fun can still be the same, 
you just have to kind of let go of those preconceived ideas that you have to have it a certain way and just do the way that is more your style and what you're comfortable with. And if you're not comfortable doing something super fancy, then, then don't do something that's more casual. And, you know, for me, if I try to not do a lot of details, it drives me crazy. Like I, I have to put in something like it, it. And so that's just me. And so I just, I just embrace that and I just do it. So if you come to my house and I have some, you know, goofy theme, themed something going on, it's just me. And it doesn't mean you have to do it. It's just what makes me feel like I completed the the task. <laughs> so I just think that people need to worry less about what or how or um, the details that don't matter and just make people feel like they can come in without any preconceived notions. Like just come over and have fun. Right. Speaking of fears when it comes to entertaining, one of them is often that we're afraid things aren't going to go well or a disaster will happen. Um, So I like to always ask, have you had any disasters you want to tell us about? (laughs) Well, you know, you know me well enough to know that I'm, I'm pretty laid back. So if there's a disaster that happens, it just doesn't, it doesn't phase me. I don't look at it really as a disaster. I just go (laughs) something different. So, so I will tell you, we were talking about that um, time, the times when I would have the, the dads come in and, do pancakes. And I, one year I did it with my second grade class and I had all the griddles going in my classroom and, um, all the dads were there. Big deal. It was all like, kids were all excited. You know, pancake batter is, is being mixed. And uh, all of a sudden the entire, all the electricity, everything, all the power went out in our school because of of me. Oh, oh. <laughs> and so, I mean, I remember my principal coming to the door laughing. He's like, I know exactly, I knew exactly where to start. Like I knew it was going to be in your classroom that it would probably be happening. And so he came and he's like, so you just blew out all the power to the whole school. And <laughs> so we're going to be working on it. So you might just want to check your, you know, all the things that you have plugged in. And so again, I was, it, he was so funny about it. Then, and, and he knew, like he knew what was going on. Of course, he knew that we were having that little event. But yeah, I mean, I've I've definitely blown out the power in uh, an entire building before doing too much in one room. But like I said, I don't even remember what happened after that, except that everybody still had pancakes and we had a really good time. <laughs> so. I don't really know how we got our power back, but I guess I, I guess he flipped the switch or maybe it was just that simple. But yeah, so sometimes you just go with it and you end up with a good story, like you said. <laughs> that is a good one. I bet the kids loved it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it added a little excitement to the already <laughs> exciting day. Yes. Well, that leads us to our speed round. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite holiday? Oh man, you know, I love them all. So <laughs> Easter is probably my favorite. Do you have a favorite cocktail? Mm, I love cocktails. Like I love, I love all these craft cocktails that get made. So I'm always up for trying out the newest, like odd mixtures, as long as it's not too weird, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like the, the basil and watermelon and whatever, you know, things like right. that, that that weren't always, but just my absolute go-to is a dirty martini. Oh, is there a food you hate? 
There is, you know, I don't really like raisins and I don't like baked cherries. Oh, I've not heard that one before. I've heard raisins for sure. <laughs> but I could see though if if raisins and baked cherries would kind of be in the same right. category. <laughs> what about the favorite place you've traveled? You know, my favorite place really is Nantucket. I I just love it. It has so many special meanings all through my life, basically. But I also absolutely. I love to travel and I can't like, I just love, I love traveling through Europe. I love how close together it is. You can go, it's almost like going state to state. You can go through and visit. So I I do love that. So I could, I could travel everywhere. I love traveling. And lastly, do you have a favorite cookbook or I'll say in this case, or even your husband, if you don't have one, does he have a favorite cookbook? (laughs) My husband's such a good cook. He cooks from his you know, he just cooks. He's like an iron chef. But yes, my favorite cookbook is the one my mom made me when when he and when my husband and I got married. My mom passed along all of the recipes that I had growing up that she always made. She hand wrote them all. She made one for my for my sister and one for me. And we laugh because my sister's has more because obviously the first one always, you know, gets more. And the second one's like, oh my gosh, I have to do this again. <laughs> but um, so I always refer back to my sisters if if I can't find one. But yes, that's my favorite one because it's falling apart. We need we've talked about how to how to get it into a better format so that it will you know not get lost because it is falling apart. But that's my husband actually uses it all the time too for things that his mom's Italian and is an amazing cook, and that's more of their style is that Italian style. So my being very having grown up with a really southern mom there are things in there that they've you know never tried so it makes for fun it makes for a fun variety so he and I use that one all the time oh that is a very special that was a wonderful gift Mm -hmm. it really really has been a great gift and I don't know that I could ever do that for my own. <laughs> handwritten. <laughs> no kidding. I don't think they'd be able to read mine if I, if I hand wrote it all. But well, and that's the thing. She wrote it all in cursive, and my kids are like, "Mom, we don't know what that. We don't know what all those <laughs> words are, like all those loops and things." So it's funny. <laughs> don't read cursive as easily as the rest of us do, who you know had to learn how to write cursive. So yes. <sighs> Well, yeah, I know you will cherish that for sure. And I'd love to know if you come up with a way to preserve it or <laughs> to put it in a format that will help you preserve it because that that would be interesting to see how you Same do here. it. If you have any great ideas, I'm, I'm all ears. So let me know. <laughs> okay. Well, please um, tell our listeners where they can find you on social media and your website, all the places. On social media, I, I hang out on Instagram the most at Lydia Menzies Celebrates is my handle. And then, of course, my website is LydiaMenzies.com. And that's where you can find information about joining the Supper Club or becoming part of the prep school. And so that's the, those are the two best places. I'm also on Facebook under The Party Wagon. It's I think it's like The Dash Party 
dash wagon, maybe. I can't remember. It's been so long. So I started that one a long time ago, but I haven't been able to change that name over, which is fine. So I'm the party wagon there. But otherwise, I'm LydiaMenzies.com. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming today. I know everyone's going to love listening to all about the soirees and the supper club. And it was just a joy to have you. And I'm so grateful to have you in my life. Thank you. And I felt the same about you, 100%. You are just absolutely one of my favorite parts of getting to do this, is getting to know you even more. So thank you, Christy. And I hope you guys have a great weekend. Well, you too. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Happy Hostess Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review it on your podcast app. It would mean the world to me. If you need links for anything mentioned during this episode, head over to happyhostesscollective.com and you'll find them in the show notes. A new episode comes out every Tuesday and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. Until then, have a great week.